The following program brought to you by Comprehensive Financial Consultants and CFCI, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities are offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through CFCI and J.W. Cole Advisors. J.W. Cole Financial, J.W. Cole Advisors, and CFCI are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by the members of CFCI and their guests should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. Investing may involve the risk of loss of principal, and any tax advice on the show is not intended to be used by any persons for the purpose of avoiding U.S. federal or state tax. Penalties that may be imposed on such persons and each listener should seek advice from their tax advisor or legal counsel on topics that arise from the show. The representatives of CFCI and their guests are not providing legal or tax advice, and nothing should be construed as a solicitation to offer or buy securities. Now enjoy the show. Greetings, everyone. Jim Inman here in the studio, high atop one city center downtown Bloomington, being joined by Mr. Wayne Thacker. Welcome, Wayne. Hey, Jim. To the happiest place on earth. Absolutely. (laughs) You're not hearing the voice of David Hayes. He is uh, on tour this week, I guess we might call it. I don't know what the the proper term would be. We'll Uh, say on tour. Yeah, 30th anniversary cruise with The Office. There you go. Except for you and I, Jim. I was going to say, there's something wrong with that statement. Yeah, yeah. Nevertheless. Nevertheless, we are glad to be here, and we have a uh, great show for you to share with you today. It's the first of the year. Um, David was on last week, talked about the Security Act and a number of different things, and we're going to continue that on with a number of topics that apply to the masses. I don't think there's one anybody that's listening is going to get one good thing, if not more, out of today's show. At least one good thing, Jim. At least one good thing. <laughs> <laughs> can you already tell it's going to be a great show that, that was our goal for the year actually jim today i'm already breaking one of my new year's resolutions which i told david this my goal was to not do any radio shows this year not to host really? any of them and here i am two weeks into the year and uh, alex is here you're here let's and I think David's gone in two more weeks, so we may be back here <laughs> in the not-too-distant no future, no but doubt. that's all right. That is okay. Uh, let's get you some uh, news of the week here this uh, on the show today. So, older consumers splurged last year, according to the Wall Street Journal, and that was helped by a big bump in Social Security checks that exceeded inflation. This year, it's a little bit more of a moderate increase that could slow down senior spending. Last year, Social Security recipients saw an 8.7% cost of living adjustment. That was the highest increase in four decades. The bump to their incomes was actually a bit higher because of the premium for Medicare Part B, which covers doctor's visits and outpatient care, and that declined a little over 5 bucks a month. By comparison, weekly earnings rose 3 to 4% last year, according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. So what's that mean? This year, the Social Security benefit is only going to increase only, but still, it's going to increase by 3.2%. Medicare premiums will rise not quite $10 a month because of the hike in the Medicare premium, which is deducted automatically from Social Security payments. The actual increase that recipients see will be lower than 3%. That's according to Howard Jackson, the president of HSA Consulting, as part of this Wall Street Journal article this week. Any idea how many Americans get Social Security? Oh, just, I mean, I, random. Um, $50 million. You're not that far off, but still. 70 million Americans receive Social Security benefits and supplemental security income benefits, according to the SSA. That represents a fifth of the total U.S. population. Jim, I do think the, the average um, hike in, in income from Social Security since it, its inception is 2.8%. So this year, a little bit more than that, really? but after the Medicare premiums. 
uh, maybe right at that average. Well, all the stuff over the last two years with the pandemic and inflation and everything, people who were receiving it got a nice bump this year. Eh, yeah. A little bit, a little bit on the downside there. Have you already filed your taxes? I have not. Good, because you can't yet. According to USA Today, anybody who is wanting to file their taxes, you have to wait until January 29th. And of course, that means you must have received all of your tax documents. Most software companies accept electronic submissions and then hold on to them until the IRS is ready to begin processing at the end of the month. Um, IRS free file is available at irs.gov. If you are interested, if you file by paper or mail, you will have to wait longer for your check. If you are due a refund, if you are um, owing the federal government, they will gladly take your check promptly. So make sure that you get that done. But have you had anybody call for tax paperwork just yet? Uh, not yet, but the phones will start lighting up here any day, Jim, and they'll they'll light up through yep. uh, the end of March. They 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 really do. And I mean, I understand people wanting information, but you know, I think it's is it the K one that companies mm-hmm. haven't yep. later than the normal deadline and so on. So most. All tax information has to be out by the end of January, I think. Usually the end of January, but uh, financial institutions have until uh, really the end of February. So there's time, folks. Everybody hang tight. I did have somebody um, call on uh, the... Second, third, I forget what it was, um, wanting to ask about their 2024 RMD. Oh, wow. And they were were Johnny on the spot, and they said, we always get it done at the start of the year. And and I said, you know, I've been around for a few years and all of that. And like, man, you are... On it. Well, you know, that's not what this show's about, but RMDs right now may be a good time. The market ended on a high note for 2023. Uh, so we're still kind of, uh, you know, maybe around even for the year, a little bit down, but now may be a great time to take an RMD. Right, very well. And one other quick thing here from USA Today, the new and simplified FAFSA. The free application for federal student aid is now available to everyone. They did a soft launch over the last couple of months and worked out some kinks and bugs on that. On December 30th and 31st, the application was only available for 30 minutes a day. So a lot of families and students were a little bit frustrated trying to get their application in to meet uh, some school deadlines. Some of those deadlines are as early as uh, next week, uh, middle of January. So if you are... um, If you have somebody in your family who is going to be going to college or whatnot, we're going to talk about 529 plans later on in the show. Um, But the FAFSA form, I haven't taken a look. I don't know how simplified it is at this point. Um, About 18 million FAFSAs were submitted during the 2020-2021 application cycle. So a lot less than uh, tax returns, I'm sure. In the first 10 days of the soft launch, over 1 million students and families and counting have successfully filled out the Better FAFSA. That's according to Miguel Cardona, U.S. Secretary, in a press release. So get your FAFSAs done, hang tight on your tax returns, and um, enjoy your slight bump and increase on your Social Security. Yep. It's going to be a great show today, Jim. It is. So what are we going to talk about, Wayne? We're going to talk about the new 2024 uh, retirement plan contribution limits, HSAs, college choice uh, plans uh, if you're in the state of Indiana. Uh, we're just going to sprinkle in some just some some things that people can do to maybe increase contributions, why you would maybe want to think about contributions in any of these vehicles. So hopefully, like you said at the beginning of the show, somebody can take one thing out of this show and uh, use it to their advantage this year. Let's get to it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll kick off the show. Stay with us right here on Your Money with David Hayes.
Welcome back to Your Money with David Hayes, Jim Inman, and Wayne Thacker here in the studio this week. This show today brought to you by Like Law Group and attorney Lance Like. Give yourself and your family the peace of mind that comes with proper estate planning. Call Lance Like at the Like Law Group, 812-323-8300. Like estate planning, retirement planning is kind of important, Wayne, to say the least, don't you think? To say the very least. You know, it's it's a real possibility, Jim, that someone will be in retirement for as long as they've worked, as long as their working career, you can, some people are going to live in retirement as long, maybe longer. So planning for those years is vitally important. And there's no time like the present to do it. I mean, some people may have made a new year's resolution that, Hey, we're going to get our finances in order, or we're going to work on the house. We're going to do, I mean, all these different things. And I, I can't think of anything that people do that doesn't tie into money some way, somehow. The one thing we know about retirement plans, especially because we're going to talk about that this segment, is people, for the most part in general, like to set this stuff and forget it. So likely these things were set last year, the year before, maybe 10 or 15 years, maybe 30 years ago. We see that all the time. Mm -hmm. I just did that 30 years ago, never looked at it again. So uh, this is a good time to take a review of those finances, make any necessary changes. And we're going to talk about some of those limits and some of the things people can do today to maximize. That whole David's talked about Ronco over the years, the set it and forget it and all that other stuff. There's a lot of great things, but you, I, Alex, David, pretty much everybody we know is not doing the same thing 30 from 30 years ago. Exactly. So it is time to take a look and kind of make some, make some adjustments if necessary. If I could impress on anybody today, Take a review of these, spend 10, 15, 30 minutes on this, take a review, make any necessary changes, and then go about your new year. So what are some of the 2024 changes in uh, contribution plan or contributions for retirement plans? Yeah. So we'll, we'll focus first, Jim, on just retirement plans through an employer, and we're going to just talk about the main ones. So this is going to reference a 401k, a 403b, or a 457 plan. Uh, and, and I'll touch on a simple IRA plans too, because a lot of employers do have those. So the contribution maximum limit that you can contribute to your plan in 2024 for everyone is 23,000. And we're going to talk about the catch up contribution in just a minute. Okay. Um, so Jim, that's up $500 from last year. So we, we got, um, you know, as, as cost of living goes up, you kind of see these increases year after year. So $500 uh, increase in the maximum from 22.5 to 23,000 for every person that's in one of these plans and is listening to us right now, um, 23,000. And Jim, $500, it doesn't sound like a lot. That's for the year for mm-hmm. somebody, okay? $500, if someone does that over their 30-year career at a 7% return, that's an extra $50,000 in a retirement plan. So that's that's what that $500 raise uh, has done for people. Mm-hmm. All right, now, um, for those senior savers out there, those people over age 50, that this did not change. This was the same last year. It's the same this year. You guys can throw in an extra 7500 And so this is really important. You know, if you were a late starter, if you were a stay-at-home mom or dad uh, and got to the workforce later, maybe after the kids were gone, um, or if you're maybe a higher income earner or just a good saver, here's an opportunity to save an extra $7,500 per year if you're over the age of 50. 
And Jim, that's meaningful too at a 7% return. If you just do that from age 50 to 65 and retire, mm-hmm. there's an extra 200000 to start oh your gosh. retirement. Is, do you have to be 50 the entire year? Or can it be the year you turn 50? It can 50? be the year that you turn 50. So. so if you're 49 right now, turning 50 in August, you got the opportunity to do the catch up. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Just checking. So let's get the uh, let's get the catch ups going. So there we go. You got uh, thirty thousand five hundred for the senior savers, twenty three thousand for everybody else, and uh, throughout this this uh, show, we're going to talk about maybe other places to put money outside of the employer plans too. But uh, this employer plan is just so important for people, Jim. Like we said before, you have to plan on living in retirement about the same time that you uh, uh, work. Uh, you know, if you work mm-hmm. for thirty years, you're going to be in retirement for thirty years potentially. And the idea of uh, pensions is pretty much long gone. There aren't those opportunities anymore. So this is a, you need to take the responsibility and be proactive on these kinds of things. Yeah, the pensions certainly exist. They're they're out there for, you know, government employees, federal employees, uh, the school systems, which we do a lot of work in, Ryan and I uh, do a lot of work in the school system. So there still are those pensions out there. But for those of you who do not have a pension, well, you really need to be getting close to the top of these numbers, these maximum uh, contribution numbers to have a, a solid retirement plan. These employer contributions, that's for individuals. So if it is a husband and wife, they can each go up to that amount or is it based on total household that's income? That's a great point. No. So income doesn't matter if you're an employee and you're making uh, $30,000 a year or $3 million a year, you can contribute to a retirement plan and you can max this thing out. It is per person. So husband and wife, you can each max out your plan. If you're over 50, that's $30,500 each. So there you've put away $61,000 for the year as a couple. Now, uh, one, one other thing to note there, Jim, these contributions do not include what the employer matches you. So a lot of employers out there have some sort of match. So let's say that the employer is matching you and i don't know they're going to give you five thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. that five thousand does not count against your twenty three thousand so these are pure employee contribution limits regardless of what the employer is matching um on on, on the other side on the matching contributions so each person can put away twenty three thousand plus the 7,500 catch up for those over 50. Of course, if anybody has questions on this, they can always reach out to us, cfci.us, give us a call. All the contact info is there, and we'll be happy to kind of talk through this with you. We can be a sounding board if you want to bounce ideas or things. Um, we're going to be doing a Q&A show in a couple of weeks, so if you've got questions on this, you can email us as well and uh, get those popped in, and we'll uh, do our best to get them answered to you right away, but also may air them on a show on down the line as well. Absolutely. Let's take a break. Wayne, when we come back, we'll switch gears to Roth IRAs and IRAs in general. Lots of stuff to talk about with that as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on Your Money with David Hayes. Welcome back once again. Your Money with David Hayes, Jim Inman, and Wayne Thacker here filling in for David, who is on assignment this week. We're talking about all kinds of changes and updates and things for 2024, things that you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, all of you need to know about and be aware of. And uh, I don't know of a show here on Your Money that hasn't had a, t- a touch of IRA discussion in <laughs> countless years. Well, so there's this is a huge thing, and there's so many different opportunities and whatnot. So give us a little bit of a, 
update on these, Wayne. Yeah, Jim, I, just real quick, um, I, you know, we recorded a, a video uh, yeah. about all of this stuff a few, a few days ago, and um, I think you know how people can find that. If my voice gets monotone and people want to shut us <laughs> off here, I totally understand. How can they find this video and this information? We're going to, well, two places. Number one to start is that uh, our Facebook, so if you just search Comprehensive Financial Consultants, it's one of the top posts, because as Wayne mentioned, we just put this out, I think, last Friday, so it'll be one or two down from there. Um, if you follow us on LinkedIn, we've got it posted up there as well. We'll get it on cfci.us um, also, so you can check for that. Um, about a 10-12 minute video. Um, you, David, uh, Doug Hughes, uh, Ryan Belcher, Jared Crow. Um, I miss. I feel like I'm missing one more person. There were six of you total. Um, we're part of this just kind of all highlighting different things throughout the yeah. year that are at the start of the year to think about. Yep. Yep. No, it was a great video. So uh, if someone uh, just wants to kind of get the cliff notes version, they can go mm-hmm. to that video. And they, also there's market updates and things like that on that video. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. Jim IRAs and Roth IRAs. So these are going to be uh, an, an IRA stands for individual retirement plan. So these are basically investment accounts, either pre-tax or post-tax accounts that you have outside of the employer plan. So I want to clear up one uh, one question we get all the time is, if I'm putting this money into my employer plan, haven't I capped out for my IRA contributions for the year? And the answer is no. They are not, um, they, they are not calculated together. Okay. So you can actually contribute to your employer retirement plan. In fact, Jim, you can maximize your employer retirement plan, so that twenty three thousand plus the seventy five hundred, and you can still do an IRA or a Roth IRA contribution outside of the employer plan. So this is a way for those super, what we'll call a super saver, to save additional money. Now, whether your strategy is, uh, you know, a Roth strategy or a a, a pre tax traditional uh, strategy, it doesn't matter. You can do either. One thing to note, though, with the employer plan, there are no income limits to contribute to an employer Roth 401k, 403b. But outside of the employer plan in a traditional IRA, or um, I'm sorry, a traditional Roth IRA, there are income limits where they phase out. Um, they phase out higher income earners, so you cannot put money into a Roth IRA, basically. A normal way. And you cannot put more than what you earned in a year into that as well. That's Meaning if you are married, your spouse can't help move some money over type thing if somebody's earned more than the other type thing. Well, so there are some uh, husband, uh, there are some some spouse situations. So uh, if you're a spouse, uh, let's say a single income earner in a dual household, Mm -hmm. you can contribute to your own IRA and the spouse's IRA, as long as the total doesn't go over what the household earned for the year. Okay. So we see strategies outside of employer plans uh, in IRAs and Roth IRAs where people will help kids get a head start, maybe uh, uh, put money into a Roth IRA for their children. We definitely see spousal situations where people are contributing for their spouse that maybe doesn't have a high income or no income at all. Mm-hmm. So those are great possibilities. Um Why would you want to do the employer plan versus a Roth or traditional if you can't do both? I will say this. We always recommend people start with the employer, A, because uh, there's usually a match. So we want to take advantage of 100% return. 
So if the employer is going to, if you put a dollar in and the employer gives you a dollar because of that, you've just got $2 now from your $1 contribution. So um, the match, definitely want to go with the employer plan. The employer plans are often easy to use. The money comes right out of your paycheck. You never see it. Uh, You just get your paycheck and the money's already gone. Um, There are no income limits, but... Outside of the employer plan, in these IRAs and Roth IRAs, Jim, you do have more investment flexibility. Okay. So an employer plan usually offers somewhere between 10 and, let's say, 30 investment options, usually with one fund company, um, maybe a Vanguard or uh, you know a T. Rowe Price or Fidelity. So you have like one manager option, limited investments. In a, an IRA or, or a Roth IRA, you really have an unlimited investment universe. Um, you can do stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, a multiple money managers. So you have a lot more flexibility with just the investments. Okay. That may be an opportunity for somebody that maybe wants to own um, some different securities or have uh, some diversification outside of an employer plan. If you do a Roth IRA, there are usually uh, no withdrawal penalties on the Roth um, on your principal. Now there are penalties and, um, and and potentially taxes due if you if you pull out interest before fifty nine and a half. Mm-hmm. And also the employer contributions, they do have to be in the plan by December thirty one for them to qual whatever tax qualification you want those for uh, for the next year. But if you do an IRA or Roth IRA, you actually have until you file your taxes. So, for example, we're going to file for 2023 taxes here in 2024, presumably by April 15th. But we have until April 15th of 2024 to make 2023 Roth or traditional IRA contributions. So correct me if I'm if let me make sure I'm following you. So let's say if I file my taxes on March 15th, I've got a month ahead. I can or cannot make a contribution for 2023 after March 15th. After that, you cannot. So you have until you file or until okay. April 15th. Deadline. Okay. That's what I, I, I wasn't sure on how that works. So I wanted to double check and see. Okay. Yeah. Anything else on the IRA front? Well, I just think the, um, you know, so this show is kind of about the super savers maximizing. So the game plan here would be to max out the employer plan, get your 23,000 or get your 30,500 in and then move over to the Roth or the traditional IRA Mm -hmm. and get another. So the limit, I didn't even say what the limit was. uh, It's $7,000 this year for each individual. And then for those age 50 and up, it's still a thousand dollars. So a 50 and older person can save $8,000 outside of the employer plan in a Roth IRA or an IRA. Awesome. Let's take a break and shift gears when we come back. Health savings accounts, HSAs. If this is uh, something your employer offers or if it's something that you are taking advantage of or your spouse, make sure that you stay with us. We'll be right back here on Your Money with David Hayes. Welcome back to Your Money with David Hayes. I'm Wayne Thacker and I'm here today with Jim Inman. And this segment is brought to you by Kenny Bland Auctions. Your full-service auction service, offering pre-planning, the sale of your estate or real estate. Visit them online at KennyBlandAuctions.com. So next week on the show, we we are off next week. You and I are, Wayne. The show's still on, but we are off. 
Um, we've got a very special guest coming on. That sounds like a very 1980s TV show, <laughs> Friday night, full house kind of thing. Um, first time guest, though, on the program, Julian Albertini is going to be on the program next week wow. uh, with David and Doug. He is a portfolio manager of the Global Value, Global Equity, Global Income Builder, and U.S. Dividend Equity Strategies, um, as well as a senior research anal- analyst on the Global Value team covering beverages, healthcare, and commercial services. This is all with First Eagle. He's been with them for a little over 10 years. Uh, Prior to that, he worked as a global equity research analyst for Tiger Veda LP, which was a long, short equity hedge fund based in New York. All of these terms are pretty intense. (laughs) Bottom line, this is one of those guys that um, is truly an expert in his field, very uh, um, just... From what I've heard from Doug, an awesome resource for him and for us, and uh, we're very lucky to have him joining us on the program next week. So please make sure uh, you tune in next Thursday, the 18th, or if you catch the replay on Saturday, that'll work too. Uh, Julian Albertini is going to be our special guest on the show. Health savings accounts. I've got one from previous employers, still use it kind of thing. It's great to go buy things and whatnot. So give us a little rundown of what we need to know on HSAs, Wayne. Jim, I'm going to say this. The HSA is kind of my financial crush. So if I was going to date a financial product, it would be the HSA. Okay. And it's because the HSA just has a unique combination of tax benefits. Okay. And I'm gonna, there's going to be a pro tip in this segment. Uh, and I'm going to allude to kind of what you just said. So real quick, a health savings account um, to participate in the health savings account, you must be in a high deductible health plan. So that's one caveat. Mm-hmm. And a lot of uh, employer plans do have a high deductible you know, version of their health plan uh, that you can sign up for. So you must be in a high deductible health plan to be able to contribute to the HSA. Now the HSA, Jim, does have some limits. For a single person, it's 4150 for 2024. Uh, for a family plan, it's $8,300. And for those over the age of 55, there's an extra $1,000 catch-up uh, contribution, no matter if you're single or a family plan. So um, this HSA plan really does complement the other planning vehicles, such as the employer retirement plan and the uh, Roth IRAs and IRAs outside of the employer plan and other investments. So what is so good about the HSA? So Jim, number one, um, they offer pre-tax contributions. So this is going to, what this means is, you know, if you put, if you're in a family plan and you put $8,000 into the HSA, Mm -hmm. your income for this year is going to be lowered by $8,000. So you're going to pay tax on less money. So it has a contribution tax benefit. Okay. Now that HSA has full investment options if you have it at the right place. Some banks don't offer investments. A lot of banks do HSAs, by the way. So some banks do not offer investment options, but you can always move that HSA to someone that does. We we do them. We have it in our own office. So the HSA offers tax-free growth. So let's just say you take that HSA money and you put it into an S&P 500 fund and let it sit there for 20 years. Your 8000 is likely worth maybe 30000 now, maybe 40000 or more. So tax-free growth on the HSA. And then when you take it out and use it for qualified expenses, 
And really anything in the health field is a related expense, whether you're buying, you know, Mm Band-Aids or going to the doctor. Jim, you can pull this money out tax-free. So it's kind of like a Roth IRA when you pull the money out as long as you use it for health-related expenses. Now, why is this important? So Fidelity just released a study that shows that a single person age 65 will need $157,500 to take care of their health care in retirement. Okay. Now a married couple, that's 315,000, Jim. So 315,000 for a married couple age 65 for health care in retirement. I mean, that ranks up there with your most expensive items in retirement. We're talking about housing, transportation, taxes, and health care. And so uh, we've really got a plan to take care of this health care item in retirement. And an HSA is a perfect way. So I, I know um, a couple things. Qualified expenses, you mentioned that a little bit ago. So I was always under the guidelines of save your receipts just in case you ever get audited. Because you could go to Walmart and you could buy your Band-Aids and your aspirin or whatever those things are that you mentioned. But if there's a question on your tax return, they could come back and say, well, did you really buy that or did you buy candles and soap and use your HSA card? Absolutely. So keep, keep record of what this is. And you can pay yourself. If you pay something out of your pocket, you can reimburse yourself as well with an HSA. That's Again, keeping those receipts is so important. Everybody should have a receipts folder that they file with their taxes, especially if you're using an HSA and you're going to throw all those medical receipts in there. Mm-hmm. Jim, my pro tip for everyone. So here's the most common way I see the HSA being used, and I want to beg people to not do this anymore. So you put money into the HSA, let's say 2024. Let's say you're gung-ho, you're going to put the 8,300 hours in for your family plan. Jim, people put it in, but then as they go throughout the year and have medical expenses, they take the money out immediately and pay those expenses. Now, you did receive a tax deduction, so you you did lower your income, thus paying less in taxes for the year, but you missed out on the other two benefits of the HSA, which is the tax-free growth. So that that $8,000 or that $4,000, it didn't grow any for you, and you didn't get to take the money out. You didn't get to take any of that growth out tax-free. So you missed out on two major benefits of the HSA. Hmm. So my pro tip for everyone out there is consider the HSA a retirement health account. And if you can avoid using it, avoid using it. Take your tax deduction this year, pay those medical expenses out of another pot of money if you have it, if possible, and count that HSA as your retirement health vehicle that's going to cover this 157000 or this $315,000 uh, bucket of healthcare expenses that you need. So one other thing coming from my past experience in the banking world is that um, that is tracked what you spend. And if you make a return, this is a key thing also. So don't be surprised if you go to um, a local drugstore and you buy a cast because your spouse's ankles acting up or whatever, and you get home and you bought the wrong size and you take it back. If you make a return on an HSA account, if it's held at a bank, that can be a flag and they want to make sure they have to do appropriate paperwork to 
understand what the transaction purpose was for. So I say that with a caveat. And also, if you're at a bank, if you're making contributions before April 15th, they'll want to know if it is a catch up from 2023 or for 2024. So just keep those things in mind. If you're running a check in from your HSA, you may have to tell the bank, hey, this is from my paycheck. January 15th, and it's for this month. That's right, Jim. I, I, I just, I can't stress this enough. So here's how, you know, we, we work with a lot of people. We've worked with a lot of people over the last 30 years. Here's how we see people in general handling the, their health care and retirement. They have a doctor bill. They call, hey, we need $2,000 out of our IRA to pay for the doctor bill. Well, that 2000 out of the IRA, you got to pay taxes on it. So now we're taking 2500 out to get mm-hmm. 2000 Now that's going to pay the doctor bill. In the HSA, you wouldn't have to do that. You take 2000 out of the HSA, it's tax-free. It doesn't count toward your taxable income. It doesn't th- potentially throw any Medicare premiums higher. It doesn't uh, raise any um, uh, of your other limits. It doesn't do any harm to you to pull out of the HSA and you didn't have to pay the extra tax bill. In fact, you got a tax uh, break by using the HSA instead of an IRA to pay for those medical expenses in retirement. Very good info. I, very good stuff. Let's take a break. When we come back, Indiana 529 plans. Um, we've talked about FAFSAs in the news at the start of the show. We'll get a little bit of insight on 529s. We'll be right back. This is Your Money with David Hayes. Welcome back once again to Your Money with David Hayes, Jim Inman, and Wayne Thacker here in the studio. We're talking about all kinds of things to start off your 2024 financially. Make sure that you're in the right place. Make sure that you're thinking about these things and whatnot. Indiana 529 College Savings Plan. Great opportunity for somebody who has um, a kid in the family or not who is going to be going to college potentially. That's a great point, Jim. So uh, today I'm kind of I'm going to talk about the college choice plan in terms of kind of tax planning for 2024 mm-hmm. uh, uh, and um, some contribution limits. So there has always been a 20% tax credit on all contributions to an Indiana College Choice to the Indiana College Choice plan uh, up to $5,000. What that means, Jim, is um, on your state taxes, when you go file your taxes, they're going to ask you how much you put in the 529 plan. Mm-hmm. If you tell them you put $1,000 in, they're going to give you a 20% tax credit, which is equal to $200. And Jim, a tax credit is real money. So right. if you owed state taxes and you owed $200, now you owe zero. If you were going to get a refund and your refund was $200, now it's going to be $400. It's real money back in your pocket no matter how you shake it out. So a 20% tax credit is real money back. Now, the contribution, the 20% has always been up to $5,000. So you put $5,000 into a child's 529 plan and you get $1,000 back in a tax credit. That has been raised. It was raised in 2023. It's the same in 2024, it's now $7,500. So if you put $7,500, if you max out a contribution on a college choice plan, you're going to get $1,500 back in a tax credit. So that's very important. Now, a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Let's say I have two kids. Can I put $7,500 each and get the and get the tax credit for each of them? The answer is no. So it's $7,500 contribution max per household, whether okay. that's for one child or 10. Now, Here's the other thing. Let's say that uh, I'm a grandparent and and I want to I want to put some money in for my grandchild. 
But the parents have already maxed out the college choice plan. They've already put up to $7,500 in. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fine. The parents are going to get the tax credit, the $1,500. But as the grandparent, I can put $7,500 in too. And now I can receive uh, the tax credit. So it's per household. Do grandma and grandpa put it in the exact same fund that mom and dad opened, or can there be they can two or different ones for the same uh, beneficiary? So they to speak? can put it in the same one. They can open two different ones, but it doesn't matter. They okay. still get the tax credit uh, either way. But if grandma and grandpa are more aggressive investors and they want that money to grow, maybe more than mom and dad, that's fine. They can open up another account and choose the investment uh, selection. So uh, get the tax credit now. So not only are you automatically up 20%, right? You contribute to the college uh, choice plan. The college choice plan does have investments. So Jim, you got a second grader out there. Uh, you're putting money in throughout uh, their their uh, elementary, middle school, and high school years. That money can be invested to grow. So potentially double that 7,500, triple that 7,500. And now uh, that 7,500 is now maybe worth 25,000 when the child's ready for college, Okay. That growth is tax-free. That's the advantage of the 529 plan. So you put a little money, a seed money in, it grew. Now that's, that growth is all uh, tax-free and can be withdrawn tax-free as long as it's used for approved educational expenses, which are very vast. I was going to say, so with that, if you have a high school junior who's going to be taking a college-level class and it requires a fee, can those funds be used for that or does it have to be specific in college. No, nope. you can definitely use uh, the funds for that in most cases. There, okay. you, you would just need check to, with the plan. Yeah, or however. check with the plan exactly. But in most cases, the answer to that is yes. Okay. Good so deal. again, the the college choice plan has some unique advantages: tax free growth, tax free distributions, the tax credit on your contributions. So this is a win 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 all the way around. If you have a child that's going to go to college, or if you want to put money into another child's plan. Now, your kid doesn't go to college, Jim. What mm -hmm. can you do? Well, you can transfer beneficiaries. So let's say your child doesn't go to college, but their child does. At some point, you can transfer a beneficiary to your grandchild. You can actually, if you have the plan open for at least 15 years now, there's a new rule. You can transfer a certain amount of money into your own Roth IRA free. So uh, there are this plan has become more and more flexible. It's a real tax planning uh, strategy, and it's got a lot of benefits for the actual student. We're not going to get into that today, the actual college choice planning. Um, but you can change the beneficiary easy, which I'm talking about the student. Um, the principal can normally be withdrawn if needed. So if you put the 7,500 in five years down the road, you need that principal back. You can usually get that back without any penalties. Uh, if you take out the growth, there could be a penalty. There could be, uh, there are taxes on the growth if you don't use it for education. One quick question. Do you have to be a resident of Indiana to open one of these accounts? You do if not. If grandma and grandpa yeah. live in Florida and they're wanting to do something for their grandchild here, can they do that? You do not have to be a resident of Indiana. However, you will not get the 20% Indiana tax credit. Okay. So this is going to be for Indiana residents. Now, okay. here's my pro tip here. So this is one thing we see quite a quite a, a, a bit of, Jim. If you have a child that's in college uh, or maybe a senior getting ready to start college, a lot of people think, oh, it's too late to do the college choice plan. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. You're going to be you're going to be paying for some of that college for the next three, four or five years. Go ahead and open the five two nine plan. 
put the money in the plan and let it let the plan serve as kind of a run through account. So put it in and then take it out immediately for uh, college expenses. You just have to leave a minimal amount in there. I think it's 50 or $100, but then you still get the tax credit. Take advantage of getting the tax credit by just using it as a kind of a pass through entity if you have a child that's getting ready to start college or one that's in college right now. Let's take a break. When we come back, we got to wrap up the show. Stay with us here on Your Money with David Hayes. Do you feel relieved, Wayne? I feel relieved. It went so fast, Jim. So fast. <laughs> you broke only one New Year's resolution so far. <laughs> so far. Uh, next week on the program, I didn't realize you had uh, met Julian Albertini who um, from First Eagle Global, who's going to be on the show next week. He, uh, We had Julian come in a few months ago uh, uh, in 2023 and do a small private client event for shareholders. Uh-huh. Um, we did that at the the country club and what a fascinating character. His story is fantastic. Uh, had the opportunity to have dinner with Julian afterwards. Uh, he is a pickleball player. So we hit it off uh, right <laughs> away. Um, but man, this is going to, it's going to be a great show next Thursday. I didn't realize he was on the show. Yeah. And I, I noticed in his bio at the end that he speaks fluent French, very fluent. Uh, you will notice the accent okay. uh, ne- next week. So, uh, but tune in. This is one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Excellent. And as I mentioned earlier, if you've got any questions on any of the discussion that Wayne and I had today, um, you can always reach out to us, cfci.us. Send us a, uh, a question there. We'll get right back to you. We may use it on an upcoming um, Q&A show here on uh, Your Money with David Hayes. Uh, we'll, we'll get to you the response as quickly as possible. But um, so much of this is, I mean, as we talked on on the break about the HSA thing, I didn't even think about, you know, paying stuff out of my own pocket as opposed to the HSA and saving it more for long term. So lots of good stuff today, sir. Jim, you were awesome. Thanks for hosting. I, I Thank like you. to be stupid. And, <laughs> and I, I, a lot of this stuff, as I've said, you know, I've been out of this for several years, so it's nice to come back and, and uh, learn the new and the updates and all of those kinds of things. Is it so, possible we still have one listener listening, Jim? We absolutely if, if so, do. send us a message. <laughs> Make us feel good. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So we've got uh, that. And then, um, as we mentioned a little bit ago, um, David's on uh, on tour this week with some of the colleagues from the office and uh, taking a little break and everything. So he'll be back in the studio next it's week. It's cold here. I'm getting pictures on my cell phone left and right at night while I'm, you know, sitting at home with the, the snow shovel just ready, Jim. Yeah, I was going to say, if you haven't bought your ice melt, you might want to get out yeah. there and get it because I think uh, this weekend I saw a low of around zero. So it's going to be... It's going to be well, a little bit chilly. Well, now that I know Julian's coming next week, I really want to do the show again next <laughs> week. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Won't be the last time you hear from him. Oh, my gosh. Well, as always, make sure that you check out cfci.us while you're there. If you want to check out our commentary, you can go to uh, the Contact Us and get signed up for that. And uh, wgclradio.com for the stream on Saturday morning. Any past shows there as well. Check those out. You made it through, Wayne. I did. We I did. made it thanks through. To, thanks to you, Jim. <laughs> It's all thanks good, brother. To, this is all you. All good, guys. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. The preceding program was brought to you by Comprehensive Financial Consultants and CFCI, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities are offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through CFCI and J.W. Cole Advisors. J.W. Cole Financial, J.W. Cole Advisors, and CFCI are unaffiliated entities.